Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to this week's um, episode, I should say, of the Amputee Diaries. I'm your host, Andrew Skinner, and this week we are talking about uh, sport, particularly the participants of sport. Well, I hope you're keeping well uh, in this, uh, still in COVID area, area, area even. Um, thankfully, the UK is now almost getting back to uh, where it should be, and uh, which is good for the rest of the world too. So this week, we're going to be chatting about um, sport, really, what I've done since becoming an amputee in SportWise and how we can get you on the road, as it were, to, you know, becoming a sportsman, sportswoman, sportsperson, sports child, whatever you want to call yourself. So in a nutshell, as we all know, I had my amputation uh, 14 years ago. did a lot of sport before that, footballing as my main one, um, squash, you know, the whole shebang, whatever everyone wanted to do. And when I become limited, obviously, to what I could do because I had the, the arthrodesis of the left leg, so I couldn't, it was rigid and I couldn't do a lot with it. And didn't really think about international sport or um, or anything really because I was working and, and wanted to carry on with that. And then, like I said before, since I became an amputee, it sort of switched my sporting section of my brain back on. And as we know, I emailed uh, Paralympics GB and you know to every department saying what I could do, what I couldn't do, this, that, this, that. And um, yeah, started getting some letters back. And like I said in the last episode, I um, obviously bought a blade and started to do some running, did some stuff with Ossa up in Manchester, uh, with Oscar Pistorius, he was there, Rich Whitehead, that sort of thing. And it sort of led me to open up doors to other avenues that I never actually, you know, thought, you know, were possible, as it were. So I got started, like I said, I started getting some um, emails back from Paralympics GB saying yes, this and this and that. And bearing in mind that uh, the UK just got the uh, 2012 uh, Olympics and Paralympics as well. So I got invited to a talent ID day, which I said I've said this story before. Turned up there and um, I now know that Paralympics GB are a little bit ageist in, in as I'm sure other Paralympic world bodies are around the world and when I say ageist I was what was I f- uh, 40 38 37 38 39 39 something like that and quite rightly I went through did all the tests and, and smashed it through because I was, I was really fit anyway so I smashed it all through and and you know, this, they didn't know my age at the time because they didn't put it down. They said, oh, how old are you? And I went, well, I'm this age. I think it was about 37. They went, ah, okay. Um, sitting volleyball's over there. Go and have a go at that. Didn't really think about the thing. You know, didn't think anything about it. And uh, sort of got, you know, got there. Like, and obviously, as we know, did a bit of sitting volleyball and got invited back the next day for, for, for GB trials and, and training with them. And we, as we know, the rest is history. But it just sort of getting, and the more I thought about it, it was like, well, yeah, they are a little bit ageist, and I suppose they have a right to be because they're investing a lot of time and money and effort into into athletes. So the younger they can get them, the better they are. You know, I think the youngest girl we had on our squad, I want to say she was 13, 
and that was on the female squad um, for the for the female sitting volleyball. And so, you know, it's I, I get it to a degree, but there are lots of fit and you know what's the word I'm looking for fitness I can't think of the word I'm looking for but uh, fit ready guys and ladies and kids that can can go out there and and you know almost compete on the international or national scale first before international so I was a little bit peed about that but like I say that wasn't till longer you know after being and and sort of going to a few Paralympic camps and, and doing a few open days as well um you know they sort of realize that i think going along with everything that we've got family support is a must you know you've got to have the support of your family um on that something i didn't really have okay i had my 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 mum thank you sky sports i had my uh let me just switch that off i had my mum um obviously supporting me um, and also my kids were, were young enough or not young, but they were young enough not to really know anything different, but obviously the ex-wife then, uh, as we know, as we spoke about before, wasn't interested, uh, she, whether she was jealous or not, I don't know, but as we know, a lot of her friends were saying, oh, I wouldn't let my husband do this, I wouldn't let my husband do that, and obviously, obviously I was away quite a lot training, and obviously leading up to 2012, when I moved down to Rockhampton full-time to be with the guys, to train with them it was tough you know and I couldn't have done it without her even though you know I sort of turn around and say you know I didn't really get a lot of support from her but for me to leave the family home and go to you know live down in London and train with the guys and you know and obviously having two young kids at that time and it must have been difficult um, but like I said in, in previous ones I didn't really care um, I was so focused on sport and that sporting attitude blah 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 get down there like I say, potentially a bad side of me. Um, then, obviously not now, because obviously I, I, all I do now is is biking and stuff like that. So you know, family support is a massive help for you. You know, you you have to to, to get onto it. Um, you know, to have that to get onto it. But you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I want to get in. You know, how do I get into sport and and what do I do? So my first thing I'd say to you is. Search for your local sports partnership. So you will have, like we have one called the Lincolnshire Sports Partnership. There's one in every county, okay? And it's, they sort of run sports, you know, or either with the council or on their own. And, and they're, very, they're a great place to start, okay? So look for your local sports partnership. Give them a shout. Tell them, look, you know, I'm a disabled person, whether you want to say that or not. Uh, or, I've, you know, I've, I've lost an arm or a leg or a hand or I'm in a wheelchair. There's a sport there for you. They will find that for you or help you and put you on the right path to it, as will I, actually. So if you haven't, while I put that in, email me, the uh, amputee diaries at iCloud.com. So if you've got any questions, you've got any, um, you know, tell me what your your ability or disability is and we'll see if we can get it on there are also other websites out there um you know, like parasport is a good one uh, obviously paralympics gb and also your you know charities like limb power is one obviously i'll bring that up and you know there's a lot of douglas barda so that there's there's a lot of charities out there um just put in go to google and type in sports charities and uh, and disability charities and see what comes up there'll always be someone to, to get you there you know to help it now a lot of people will say well it depends on your ability or maybe you can't do this and you can't do that well about codswallop you can do it okay so believe in yourself you can do this and i'll tell you this a story when i was coaching volleyball i became a, a level uh, two coach 
And we had a uh, a Paralympic Open Day. I think it was at Bristol Uni. Was it Bristol Uni, Bath Uni, or Surrey, Southern Uni, South Uni? I don't know. Either way. And we had a few wheelchair users come in. And... Um, you know, we I've got the volleyball with them and, and, you know, they were catching it. They couldn't really do a lot. And I'm like, right, get out of your chair. Let's get out of your comfort zone. I like taking people out of their comfort zone. So get out of your comfort zone. Now, the carer was like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't get out of this chair. You can't get out of this chair. You can't do this. I'm like, well, do you want to get out of your chair? And he went, yeah. So the carer was a little bit peeved uh, with me about doing it. And I'm like, well, I don't care. They're, they're here to enjoy themselves and get out of the comfort zone. They're not here just to satisfy your curiosity of, or you're having a nice day out. Let's get you working and let's get the, the, the kid out of the chair and on the floor. Now, obviously, sitting volleyball is played on the floor. It's not played in a wheelchair. Now, I kid you not, when I got this kid out of his comfort zone into this wheelchair, he loved it. It was amazing for him. You know, we obviously we sat on a cushion. But to get out of that comfort zone and do something that they've not done potentially before ever um, was amazing. Now, if that means that they wanted to do it again or the carers said, oh, we're not doing that again. And you'll find that carers are like mothers. They smother. Okay, and that's not what it's about. You need to get out. You need to do something. If You might hurt yourself doing it once, but then you'll know next time when you do it not to do that particular action again to hurt yourself. You need to get out. You know, if you... You won't know if you don't try. You have to get out there. Now, even down to the smallest thing, when you've lost a couple of fingers or you've lost a hand, you know, get out there and have a go at doing it. You know, the Dutch volleyball. I remember some Dutch volleyball ladies when we played the Dutch. Um, the, the ladies have hands missing, just one hand missing, and that's it. You know, obviously classification is changing. Now. I don't think they can do it. And we'll, but we'll talk about classification a little bit more because I think it's a little bit. It's a little bit broken. Um, on that point, but we'll go for it. We'll go through that in a, in a later cast. But you, you know, you've got to, you've got to get out your comfort zone. You've got to do it. Now, since become I'm becoming empty. Obviously, I did the volleyball. Um, did a bit of standing as well. Volleyball. Uh, obviously, took my coaching qualifications on one leg, so I took my prosthetic off, and then took my level one and level two uh, standing qualifications. So I'm a level one and two coach. I have obviously played golf, which we'll again talk about uh, another cast and how I got into that and what I've done with that. And that was amazing. Okay, so golf, um, obviously swimming, biking, squash, badminton. Um, okay, I'm lucky that I'm uh, you know above the knee and, and have played these sports before. So it was sort of just tweaking a little few things to get back on. But you you've got to make the most of it. Have a go at everything. You know, find out when there's a uh, you know. You'll be amazed at what you can do with one hand. That's all I can say. You'll be amazed at what you can do with one arm. And you'll be amazed at what you can do with one leg. Okay? Or you'll be amazed at what you can do in a wheelchair. Because there's lots out there. And, you know, like I say, if you're young enough and you, you keep practicing and practicing and practicing, go to these open days. Paralympics GB will do open days leading up to um, selection centers for, um, you know, Paralympics. So in the next training phase after the you know after like say next year after tokyo they'll start looking for i think it's paris in the next one in 2024 25 how wherever it will be i think it's paris so they'll start that process all over again now there will be a lot of people that leave that have qualified in tokyo that have done and they will go to other sports because other their their 
the the qualification process has changed or the classification process has changed and they jump sports so you will get a lot that do that uh, and go into that i know some guys that will obviously play volleyball and then they went into the winter paralympics for skeleton and stuff like that so there's two lots to do so again if you're into winter paralympics you know again trying out for that now what i will say um, unfortunately the cost of all this will need to be covered by you so and it's even worse for winter sports so you know uh, driving you know your fueling your hotel costs and so you get to that paralympic standard and then you're representing for gb and you go for training then that they potentially they they could put you up obviously in this day and age i don't know if that's the case or not but obviously in my in my case up to 2012 that's you know that was what what we did we were lucky enough for that but majority of it you will have to fund yourself so be beware it can be quite expensive okay um so you've got to think about fuel there and back you've got to think you know do you need a hotel room the night before because if you're driving hundreds of miles from say the middle of the uk down to the south for training are you going to want to get up at four in the morning to get down there for nine for training so and you're going to be knackered for the training for the day so do you go down the day before and stay in a hotel um you know the night before and then see you nice and fresh in the morning that would be the ideal scenario but you you know you're looking at a lot of money on that you might want to do some fundraising within your family or you know to to help you out so you've got a nice bit of money there and if you start do representing gb get the media on it excuse me so you know get your local media if you're on social media do that but you know give the local radio station a ring so you know I'd, our local media here uh, phone me you know i've had um, the bbc come film me and stuff like that and you, if you get out there you get noticed and that's what you want and then people say oh you know there's like little sports unions or sportsmen's clubs and stuff like that that will dish out money each year apply for a grant from that so you know i I think I went up to 2012, I got, a, you know, some money for that to help me out getting down south and, and for training and for fuel. And like I say, like Tesco say, every little helps. But for, like I say, for winter sports, it's even worse because obviously it's not well known. So you will struggle. And But go for it. You know, you don't know if you don't try. Have a go. And this will apply for anything during your life, obviously, even though this is about sport, this this cast. You know, it's the same with everything. It's about your job. You know, and that's the thing. If you're working, you've got to fit your sporting career around that. I was lucky; I was self-employed at the time, so I could I could work around that. Okay, it's a loss of money, and that's where the ex and her family came in with you know looking after stuff and what have you. So, you know, like I say, I'm not, but you know, it's not going to be easy. So just be 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 aware of that. But if you don't know, you don't try. And once you get there, and you I've had that medal around you, or you get you know put your GB shirt on for the first time, you know, I remember, the. I always remember the first time I got selected for Great Britain, and I always remember the first time I put my Great Britain shirt on, I've actually, I've got it here, I, I nabbed it at the end of it, which is a bit naughty of me, but it was my first ever one, and that was at a competition in Holland, in Holland uh, with GB, and it was, yeah, it was the proudest moment of my life, apart from obviously having my kids and stuff. But you, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's a great thing. It's a great community to get into. So if you're lucky enough to get selected for Team GB or whatever country you're in, you know, it's a great. You make friends for life. You really, really will. And um, like I said before, the Paralympic community worldwide is is a quite small community. And when you start, you know, playing different countries in your perspective sports and, you know, you start traveling for like European championships and world championships 
and you know international competitions and you go to and then you start meeting these people again and you, you know it's a great thing and again with volleyball uh with us you know going to the worlds playing in the, the comp you know in america and uh, Europe and you know the World Cup and we went to Egypt for that and everyone sort of knows everyone so when the Paralympics come it's like hey how are you doing and you know it, it's a great little community okay and so yeah digressing a little bit there so sport for me that's that's all I've done so far uh, so far you know I'd like to think there's more that I can do because yeah, I'm doing the biking I'm, I'm an old man now so you know for me to there's no way I can get on the international stage again, so you know it's more you know national and stuff like that. But I'm I'm yeah, I've battered this body for many many years, and you know it's time to give it a rest. So I do my biking every day, and I've just I got so I didn't get selected. Look at me, I got that on my brain now. Got asked to do the superhero series 2020. Which I've just started doing, and if you want to sponsor me, you can do. Go to uh, my Instagram page, and it will be on there, and I'll, I'll release. I'll put the the link on the bottom of this uh, podcast as well. So, in a nutshell, with, along with Marvel, and so the, you know the the um, filmmaking company people. Um, so basically, we've got to do twenty kilometers, either running or biking and stuff like that. Well, I'm as I'm still quite fit, and I do a lot of biking. I can do that in in you know fifty minutes. So I'm aiming to do four hundred over the the next three weeks uh to sort of you know help out and, and raise as much money now i'm raising this on behalf of limpow and i've spoken about limpow before and this company it's a charity i've been associated since its first uh the amputee games uh, back into or 20 2010 29 2009 2008 uh 2010 yeah because it was the 10th anniversary uh, 2009 get there in the end because it was the 10th anniversary last year so yeah so i'm raising funds for limpower and like i say there are there are other charities out there that you can get done so you know keep an eye sign up for the podcast here um, so if you're listening to us on whatever platform apple google or spotify thank you very much listen out for us and then i'll i'll let you know when the next set of amputee games are for both adult and for children so if you've got kids out there that have a disability have an amputation then you know you can sign up for this it's stoke mandeville and which was as we all know stoke mandeville is the the home of paralympic sport that's where the paralympics was born and uh you know if you see that the paralympics the the um the, the Paralympic flame will always go by Stoke Mandeville and it's a great little place it's a nice little um, museum there of they, they've re- recently redone it or well, last year nice little museum there of all the Paralympic history and stuff and what have you and, and lots of athletes have given stuff up there to, to go and it's worthwhile go and have a look and uh, yeah it, it's a great thing so I'll let you know when the you know the MPT games uh, I call on the amputee game still will be on there whether they'll be on later this year or they cancel for this year for next year I don't know but there's one for adults and one for kids so if you're a fresh amputee and you're not sure what route you want to go down um, listen in and then um, or if you go on the Limpower website it will tell you there I think you pay a small donation for the weekend I think it's around 40-50 pounds and that's including two nights accommodation or one night accommodation so you, you drive down on the Saturday you do your Saturday say the Saturday night um, so there's dinner and two dinners and a dinner rather and there's packed lunch on both days and then you know you do your thing on the Sunday and then go so you know it's track um, there is you know wheelchair tennis there's a, there's a running class uh, swimming badminton archery wheelchair basketball 
um, you know, some of the athletic stuff, hand cycling on the track there. So there's a lot on there. I'm, I'm, I did the some filming last year. Um, so there's two videos I'm going to post uh, very soon. The first one would be the MT Games from last year. Uh, which I sort of, sort of covered for them, just me talking and sort of showing you different sports. It'll only be a small video. And then the second video will be one um, that I got interviewed for for Lem Power with Toyota. And then that's just me talking about how I got into uh, Lim Power and what I've done with it. So basically you've heard it all anyway, but it's more of a professional uh, looking at it. So I'll, I'll post that as well on my, my IG page, bruv, as, as the youth say. So um, yeah, Twitter and Instagram, The Empty Diaries. Um, so look on there and obviously YouTube, I'll put the link for YouTube, uh, for the, anything that I put on. So look at that. So that's basically what I've done for sports. Um, as with everything, you know, training is, is 10%, 80 or 20%, 80% is food and nutrition in the kitchen. So you have to eat well, you've got to keep that, especially when you're an amputee, you have to watch your weight, like I said before, uh, when you're sporting, because you know, you stump stuff and what have you. So we've been through that. Um, and we'll go back on that potentially again for you. But it's a lot. So if you, you look for some Paralympic athletes like um, Steph Reed, so on there, you'll, you'll, you'll see, you know, what she eats, and you know, you've got to eat healthily, because your body is your engine. And if it doesn't keep up going, you know, you, you've, you, you're going to be knackered at the end of it, you can't be eating crap you can't be sucking sugar in your body you can't be doing you know fat in your body uh, and as you get on that international stage you know you will get that nutrition program especially when you go to camp weekends and it'll be like this that this that and you know you think yeah i want that i want that but what do you want to get out of it do you want to be the best that you can be if you want to be the best that you can be then you need to you need to eat properly you know don't drink don't smoke and it's you know and i didn't do that anyway so it wasn't an issue for me but, you know, I wanted to be the best I was. And like I said, I was the second oldest guy in the squad. So I had to make the most uh, of what I was. And, you know, I was a fit guy and I held up to it. You know, unfortunately, I needed longer. I needed a longer recovery period, which I didn't get. But, you know, like everything in sport and everything, you know, there's a Chinese proverb and you, you do something 10,000 times to get it right. It's probably not the correct proverb. So apologies about that. But someone told me like 10,000 times. So I'd volley against the wall 10,000 times. I'd lay on my back and volley the ball 10,000 times to get it right, to get your hands right. So now that I know, um, as you'll see in one of the videos, um, that when I can volley, my hands are nice and relaxed. And I can get volley and I can set correctly and I can hit correctly and I can serve correctly. Although some of my GB colleagues would disagree with me on the serving thing because uh, when I had my shoulder injury, I used to then serve with a clenched fist. <laughs> So I would, it would just be at one, you know, I could get some good pace on it, but it's not as accurate as opening your hand up, letting it go floppy and then, and then floating it over the net. Whereas when I had my, my fist, um, you know, to protect my shoulder and, uh, you know, I get some great stuff in, but other times it, it was not good and people sort of worked it out, but digressing a little bit on there. So apologies about that. Um, so that's about it for this week. Uh, sporting wise, like I say, let's just draw everything. Look for a local sports partnership on Google. So, so whatever county you're in, so I'm in Lincolnshire, so Lincolnshire Sports Partnership. Um, look for sports partnership. There'll be stuff on there to help you out for for uh, disabled sport or put you on the right route. Look for charities out there. Look for another website like Parasport or Paralympics GB. Okay, if you want to email me and say, look, I've got this disability, I've got this amputation. You know, where can I go? What can I do? Where I'm here and I'll help you out on that. Okay, that's what I'm here for. So that's some 
have a look around, you know. Oh, I used to play a lot of football. Well, there's blind football. There's amputee football. So if you're young enough, um, I see. So I got asked to go play for, um, um, have a go trial at Peterborough and Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, because you used to play a lot of football. And um, thought, yeah, I'll have a go at that. And it was just, I looked at some of the, the kids there, the 18, 19 year olds, and they're amazing. And there's no way I could keep up with them. So sometimes common sense comes in. You know, I had to go on it. I'm pretty good on my crutches. Um, but there was no way in this world I was going to be able to compete with those youngsters for that. My wrists would be in pain and my shoulders because I've battered them for all these years. Go back a few years. Yeah, it's great. And I know uh, uh, a guy from volleyball, Rick Ash, he played for Arsenal. I think he played for Arsenal, Chelsea. Uh, amputee squad and you know he was really good on them so you know there's a lot that you can do and like I say when we go down the winter sports route you got your sledge hockey uh, as a buyer to go sledge hockey and that's a brutal sport so that's like you know that is ice hockey you sit on a one blade sled and and then you you know you play hockey and you know I was I was having to go that I had to go up to hold the whole arena for that um and Adifor sort of sat in it, got strapped in as you do, helmets so, yeah, this is really good. I'm going along thinking, well, I'm a natural at this and uh, got pushed over and my shoulders were dead. There was no way in this world I was going to get up. So I had to sort of be held up for it. Uh, and as the weeks gone by, you, you know, I got better and you know better and better at it. But again it was just like volleyball was on it. Um, you've got triathlon as well, so paratri. Uh, that just started up when I started up. We got asked to go do that as well. And there was another guy called there, Andy. It was just me and him. And obviously I pulled out because I wanted to do volleyball. And he, he ended up being, you know, double Paralympic champion. So, um, you know, he's doing that now. So it's, you know, it, it's... We all do these things that think, oh, what if, what if? But I enjoyed my time with volleyball. You know, it was great. And I got made some good friends. I don't, don't speak to them a lot now. But, you know, um, the Imcill Abroad, I've still got some friends that I talk to and stuff and what have you. So, you know, it's it's life is what you make it. And I'm a big believer in that. If you really want to go for something, then go for it. And, you know, you never know what's around the corner. You really, really don't. You know, like I said, I could have a chat with me. I might know someone that can push on to you. And they say, oh, yeah, I know this person. Or I know this person uh, that can help you. So, like I say, I'm babbling on now. Um, so, what I'm going to do today, I'm going to start leaving with like, some movie trailers. I was watching a lot of movie trailers. And sort of like inspirational type things. Because when you're playing volleyball and you go into a competition, you know, like you see the footballers, you have their headphones in. And they sort of have their, their music where they sort of chill them out or to get them worked up to do what they want to do. So I'm going to sort of start leaving, uh, you know, every now and again, uh, like a movie trailer. And now I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, I love the sci-fi and stuff like that. So I'm going to leave you the, the movie trailer from The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And, you know, it's quite powerful. John Williams is great with his music. I think we all agree that's what made Star Wars, you know, is the music. And, you know, you look at The Mandalorian now. Wow, we are drifting off from the participants of sport. So I'm going to leave you with uh, the trailer for this and then we'll finish off with the the, the normal Pity um, Diaries trailer. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. And obviously hit the bell or whatever it is and you'll be notified when the new episode is released. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends about it. We are, like I said before, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hashtag The Empty Diaries. And uh, yeah, if you've got anything, please email me. Please email me. The Amputee Diaries at iCloud.com. So the Amputee Diaries at iCloud.com. If you want to come on the show uh, for have a quick chat about, you know, your disability, how you got it, um, then by all means do that. You know, I've looked, I still haven't finished editing James's uh, podcast yet because it's three and a half hours. 
So we might have to do all that again. So, yeah, thank you for listening, and I will see you uh, next week. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. emotional stuff thank you very much for watching see you next week